Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor David Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Well, we take a couple of weekends every year to talk about what God has put in front of us for missions to spread the gospel around the world. And it's so exciting just to see how God every year gives us these unique opportunities to see the name and the fame of Jesus go to places that are darkest in our world. And I'm so pumped up about this year because God has put incredible things in front of us. And just to give you a little taste, a little preview of where we're going, I want to show you what God has got in store. For 32 years, one of our main missions focuses has been planting churches. Last year, we were part of launching 52 churches around the world. 20 of those were right here in the United States. We launched with over 997 people. Just in four months of our church, we've seen over 100 people give their life to Jesus. On launch Sunday, we saw 283 people come through the doors. And on day one, we had 21 decisions for Jesus. We've seen 102 people say yes to Jesus. Lives are being changed. People are being impacted. Well, we want to say a huge thank you to James River Church. Our entire church is blown away by your generosity. Because of your generosity, the gospel is advancing and lives are being changed. Revival is taking place and it could not take place without you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for giving. Two years ago, we adopted the country of Burundi and since that time, we have built an amazing Bible school, equipped medical missionaries with resources, and we're excited to let you know we've drilled 15 water wells, all of them connected to churches, opening up doors for the gospel. Last year, we launched a project in the closed country of Morocco to buy business properties that are also used as churches. These are exciting days in Morocco. We have launched in northern Morocco, in southern Morocco, and in central Morocco, where we're already seeing first fruits of people coming to faith. James River, because of your generosity, church planners are being launched all across this great country. We are excited to see that Jesus is indeed building his church. This year, we're so excited to announce we're gonna be part of planting churches and funding vital missions projects around the world. 20 of those church plants will be right here in the United States, including Nashville, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Athens, Georgia, and Boise, Idaho. And 2023's global missions focus is bigger and broader than ever before, as we will be impacting thousands of people literally around the world. In Antigua, Spain, and Egypt, we'll be funding new buildings for churches who have already outgrown their current space. In the Muslim countries of Turkey and Iran, we'll be launching ministries that will open up new and exciting doors for the gospel. In Bosnia, we'll be constructing brand new buildings for a youth camp to reach children and youth who have never heard the gospel. In Indonesia, we will build a beautiful orphanage that will house 100 children in desperate need. And we're going to be planting brand new churches across the globe. (music) 
The location where we are planting the church and ministering the gospel is in Govaltai, a thousand kilometers west of the capital city of, of Ulaanbaatar. 1.7% of the country believes in Jesus, mostly from the capital. So when you look in the countryside, there's not enough Christians to fill a bus. But we're excited about what God is doing, that God is going to bring the church where there has not been a church. Thank you, James River Church, for believing God with us, believing that God will bring a revival here. Where it was a desert, he will make it a fertile land by his spirit. Come on! If that doesn't get you fired up, that is powerful. And you think about all of the opportunity, and frankly, the scale and the scope of what God is allowing us to be a part of this year is to the point that we're taking two weeks to walk through all that we have the opportunity to invest in, to say yes to, and it's so, so, so exciting. And as we think about all of this, you know, you think about Jesus' words, and actually, I'd like you to grab this, if you would. Because when we're holding that brochure across the room at every campus, pick that up because you're going to need this to reference it. But when we think about a day like today and something like a Mission Sunday and what we're hearing about in that video, I go back to the words of Jesus. And I think about Jesus' last words. And how many of you know a person's last words are their most important? And Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, what did he tell the disciples to do? He gave them the great commission and he said, go and make disciples of all nations. This is the heartbeat of God, that God is in love with the lost, that he leaves the 99 to go after the lost. And so today is a day to say, is my heart in line with God's heart? Are my priorities God's priorities? And to allow faith to rise in your heart, to believe him to do something through you above and beyond your tithe and offering. To say, God, I'm believing that you can channel your supernatural supply through me to build an orphanage in Indonesia, to plant churches around the globe, to do powerful things that are going to reach the lives of people who have never heard about Jesus. This is a day to allow God to speak to our hearts. And so across the room, I want you to understand, and at every campus, those watching online, I want you to understand how the money you gave last year was used and is being used to spread the gospel and cause a a, a new projects to rise up, churches and water wells and all that, how that was used to impact the lives of people. And so open up the missions card, And you'll see this. It says, how does my giving impact? And I want to walk you through this really quickly. But the first number you see is mission support. $5,749,667 in mission support. We have the privilege of supporting 667 missionaries monthly around the world. You're doing that. We're doing that as a church. Come on, that's exciting in all of these places around the world. Plus, we have missionaries coming to us all the time asking if we would be willing to support them. And this is the value, the importance of a faith promise, because a faith promise, a day like today, lets us know what we can say yes to so we can be as strategic as possible with everything God entrusts to us to reach as many people as we can. 
Plus, this includes the opportunities that missionaries bring to us throughout the year. So they could, every week we have missionaries calling saying, you know what, there's an opportunity to buy some land or there's an opportunity for a vehicle that we desperately need or some technology. This allows us to know what we can say yes to. The next number on there is $177,818 in supplies and resources for self-funded missions trips. In other words, people go on trips to places around the world from James River Church, and they pay to go on those trips. However, the church family gets behind them to provide supplies and materials for the trip that they're going on. If they're building a building, or if they're witnessing in an area and they need material in that language for that people group, the church family gets behind them. We gave $177,118 last year. The next number you're going to see is $2,400,177 in projects. So this is church buildings that we committed to build at the beginning of the year, wells that we drilled, Bible school being built. All of those projects are in that number that we're funding, you're funding around the world over the course of the last year. And then this one is so exciting. $1,159,222 in child sponsorship. I don't know if you know this, but through one child, the James River Church family sponsors 2,438 kids around the world. Come on. Becky and I have the privilege of sponsoring two kids. And when you sponsor a child, you need to understand this. It doesn't just affect them physically. It's also meeting their needs spiritually. One child is committed to that. And we're so excited because when you sponsor a child, it doesn't just change their life. It changes an entire family. So all of that means James River, that's you, last year gave a grand total of $9,486,184 to see the gospel go around the world last year. Come on, church. That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. And it gets me fired up because lives are transformed. That's not just a dollar number. Those are people. Those are lives. Those are communities. You think about those wells that we drilled and churches that we planted. That changes the trajectory of a community and therefore a nation because it wasn't just one. It was strategic locations all around the nation. Think about the, the, the project in Morocco. The gospel cannot go in there officially, and yet you are spreading the gospel across that nation. That's amazing. And this year, we believe God wants to do even more. I'm so excited because when you think about this year, when you hold that card in your hand, I believe he wants to challenge you. He wants to challenge us to do more, to believe him for more because he's got more in front of us than ever before. And I'm so excited about this year because when we think about what God is calling to do us to do, as Brandon said, it's bigger and it's broader than we've ever done before. The diversity of projects, the areas of the world, it's absolutely incredible. And so we're going to talk about all that that means, but God is going to challenge you. You need to know that. God is going to speak to your heart. In fact, I talked to a, a person last year on Mission Sunday, and they came up and told me their story, and they were sitting in one of the Mission Sunday services. And they said they kind of knew it was Mission Sunday, and so they came to the service with an idea of what they thought they might give. And yet in the service, they knew God spoke to their heart. They felt like he prompted them and said, I want you to do more than you've ever done before. They were go, okay, sitting there, listening to the voice of the Lord. He said, I want you to give six figures 
toward your mission's faith promise. That's shocking. Here's the amazing thing, though. In that moment, they just said, I decided, okay, God, I'm in. They said, I wrote it down. We committed to it. Said, here's the amazing thing. We completely fulfilled our mission's faith promise. God went before us. He blessed us. Incredible. But it started with the Holy Spirit challenging them to step out and do what they hadn't done before. For some of you, this is totally new. And yet God is going to speak to you. He's going to cause faith to rise in your heart to believe him. And here's the thing. Anytime we hear the preaching of God's word, what does Paul say in Romans chapter 10, verse 17? It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, when we hear the word of God, it opens our ears to then listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this is a moment that has ramifications, not just for missions, but for every area of your life. Because listening to the voice of God impacts every area of your life. Knowing where God is leading you, where God is taking you. Today, God is building that muscle to trust him, look to him, listen to him, and step out in faith to do what only he can do through you. So next week, Brandon's going to talk about what we're going to, he's going to be unveiling what all of what we're going to be doing around the world internationally. And it's going to be so, so, so thrilling. And, you know, we're going to talk about what we're going to do in Indonesia. I don't know if you realize this, but in Indonesia alone, there are 4.4 million orphans and only orphanage capacity for 500,000. So this, a gospel outreach in Indonesia that is taking in kids that have nowhere else to go, that's powerful. You talk about Mongolia, 1.7% of the population believes in Jesus. 1.7. Did you hear the missionary? He said, when you go into the countryside, there aren't enough Christians to fill a bus. And yet we're going to be a part of reaching into that darkness and seeing the light of Jesus transform that place. Come on. That's exciting. That's thrilling. And then we're going to be going to places like Bosnia, where it's illegal. We're, the, the project in Bosnia is all about kids and youth. In that country, it's illegal to tell children and teenagers about Jesus. And yet you're going to fund a project. God has to put a, a, us in place to the opportunity to build this camp that is going to be gospel-centered. Kids' lives are going to be totally changed in that country. We're talking about going into Iran and into Egypt, and, and into Liechtenstein. There's only one gospel-preaching church in the whole nation of Liechtenstein. One! And yet, we're going to have the opportunity to plant another church to double it in Jesus' name this year. So that's powerful. You're going to hear more about that next year, and I can't wait. But that's just part of what we're doing this year in terms of our missions focus. Because today, I want to talk to you about what God has put in front of us around the United States. And so every year, we, we kind of alternate different years, whether we talk about international missions first, or we talk about national missions first. But this year, we're going to start where Jesus started. Because Jesus tells us about missions and how missions works in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And he said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Wait, no, no, no. No, he didn't say that. He said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. 
But a lot of times in our thinking about missions, we jump to the ends of the earth. We think missions is really just about the ends of the earth. And it is. It is about the ends of the earth. But Jesus says mission starts in Jerusalem. When he says that, what is he saying? What is he saying? He's saying mission starts where you are. Mission starts in your community. Mission starts where you live. Mission starts in your neighborhood. Mission starts around you. So he says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And then in Judea, in our context, you can think of that as like the state of Missouri, the region. So Southwest Missouri, Missouri, then Samaria, the rest of the United States, and to the end of the earth. So today we're going to talk about missions starting where Jesus started. We're going to look at the opportunities God has put in front of us to reach our nation for Jesus. We're going to talk about starting monthly outreach in southwest Missouri that is going to impact the lives of thousands of people. We're going to talk about reaching the next generation through finishing out the James River Youth Venue. We're going to talk about planting 20 churches across the United States. It's going to be powerful, powerful. It's all, and, and we talk about planting churches, both internationally and nationally, that's continually a focus for us because we believe that church planting is something that God has used historically. We see it, we're going to look at it in the pages of scripture, but he's used it to spread the gospel. And maybe you're new today and you're like, church planting, church, church planting. I don't, I don't know a lot about church planting. Well, I'm so glad you asked. We're going to talk about it. What is a church plant? Church plant is a new church where there wasn't a church in a community that desperately needs the gospel. Why would we church plant? Why would we fund church plants around the world? Well, I want to take you to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Look at these words. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Oh, come on. If you were looking for a place to shout, you can shout Jesus down. He said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There are three truths bound up in Jesus' statement here that would tell, tell us the reason why we'd want to get behind church planting. And the first is the promise of what Jesus is building. Look at it again in verse 18. I will. Jesus didn't say, I might. He didn't say, I could possibly, maybe, someday. He said, I will. Here's the unique thing about this promise from Jesus. It's the only thing Jesus promised to build in the entire Bible. That's how unique that promise is. He doesn't promise to build anything else, but he says, I will build my church. Jesus is building his church. There is a proven effectiveness of church planting because it's got the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ behind it. In fact, missiologist Peter Wagner, who taught at Fuller Theological Seminary for decades, he did all kinds of research on the most effective way to reach people. And look at what he said. The single most effective evangelistic methodology under heaven, that's broad, is planting new churches. Dr. Tim Keller, who I love, wrote this in his article, Why Plant Churches. Dozens of denominational studies have confirmed that the average new church gains most of its new members, 60 to 80%, from the ranks of people who are not attending any worshiping body. It's powerful, the effectiveness of a church plant. You add to that, that those who do research on church planting, like Dr. Keller and like Dr. Wagner, say that studies have confirmed that in the average established church, 
they will see one salvation for every five people who attend. But in the average church plant, you'll see one salvation for every two people that attend. That's a 300% increase. That's the effectiveness of church planting. That's because Jesus promised to build his church. Secondly, the reason that we would get behind church plants is the priority of what Jesus is building. Look at this. He said, I will build my church. In other words, Jesus is personally invested in the building of the church. Jesus loves the church. Jesus cares about the church. Jesus died for the church. The church, empowered by the Holy Spirit, is the hope of the world. It is the nucleus of what Jesus is doing on planet Earth. Jesus loves the church. The church is a priority to Jesus, and so it should be a priority to us. Jesus is building his church. But thirdly, the reason that we would get behind church plants is there's power here. The power of what Jesus is building. Go back to verse 18. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not. Come on, that's good. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What does that mean? It means that the church can't be boxed in. It means there is no force in heaven or in hell. Jesus said nothing anywhere in the entire universe can contain the church empowered by the Holy Spirit. You can't fence it in. You can't force it out. The church prevails because Jesus empowers the church. So we would plant churches because there's power here. And here's the amazing thing. We have a trajectory now. We have a track record of planting churches. And so we've seen the fruit. In fact, last year, we got behind Brian and Kristen Bagwell, and they went to Tampa. This is their family, amazing people, went to Tampa to plant Palm City Church. Now, maybe you don't know a lot about Tampa. Tampa is the ninth fastest growing city in America. It's set to surpass Miami very soon, according to the Census Bureau. It's also one of the most unreached cities in the nation, just behind Las Vegas and Portland. Tampa needs Jesus. The poverty rate in East Tampa is 50%. And it is into that environment that Brian and Kristen moved their family, launched Palm City, and through this year, God has done powerful things. They've already seen 140 people come to know Jesus, 26 people baptized. Why? Because Jesus is building his church. A couple of years ago, we got the opportunity to get behind Don and Jamie Champion at Highmark Church in Fishers, Indiana. They went into Fishers believing that God could change that area. And on their launch day, they had uh, 208 people show up. They had nine people make decisions for Christ. But since that moment, God has continued to do extraordinary things. I want you to hear it from them. Hey, James River, Don and Jamie here, lead pastors of Highmark Church in Fishers, Indiana. You know, four years ago, we felt a call from God to step out in faith and plant Highmark Church here in the Indianapolis area. And we're so grateful for Pastor John and Debbie and you as a church. You know, we launched in January of 2019 with 239 people. And in just over four years, we've seen countless miracles in the lives of people. People finding faith, marriages getting restored, and families being transformed. 
That's right. And one cool story is Stephanie, who came to Highmark because she saw us on Instagram. Stephanie made a decision to follow Jesus, joined a small group, and got baptized this past year. And over the last four years, we've seen over 250 people make a decision to follow Christ, many being baptized and joining a small group all across our community. Thank you, James River Church. This is because you invested in a dream, you invested in a church plant, and we can't thank you enough. And we can't wait to see all that God is going to do in the future. Come on, isn't that powerful? So exciting. You know what? A church plant can look small. It can look little at the beginning. The world could look at it and go, really? That's going to change this city? And God says this in his word. Do not despise the day of small beginnings because the Lord loves to see the work begun. He says, it might look small on the, on the outside, but I'm doing big things on the inside. And I can use that. I'm going to breathe on that. I'm going to bless that. I'm going to expand that. And you watched it happen with Highmark Church. In just a couple of years, the impact they're seeing. And here's the thing. A day like today is about eternal impact. Today is a day about listening to God's voice and saying, God, I want to live in light of eternity. Because there will be people in heaven instead of hell because people gave to launch Palm City Church. There are, going to, there are people who are going to be in heaven instead of hell because people said, you know what? I see that church plant in Fishers, Indiana. I want to get behind that. I want, to, I want to get behind Don and Jamie Champion and believe that God is going to do supernaturally powerful things in the lives of people as people say yes to him. And it's happening. It's happening. But today is a supernatural day. You know, it's not a day where we do well to think about what we can do on our own. Because if we think about what we can do, we'll do far less than what faith would do. Today is a day to think about results. Here's what Jesus said, Luke chapter 16. He said, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, there's coming a day when your bank account won't matter. It's coming a day when all of that will be gone. What will be left? You will be welcomed into eternity, into eternal dwellings. In other words, there are going to be people who welcome you into heaven and say, I'm here because God worked through your giving to change my life and change my family. And by the way, meet my kids. You know, like you're going to see people on heaven's shore and go, what in the world? But you are a part of it. Today is a day about eternal impact. And you know what? I think about the 20 churches we're planning around the United States and how exciting it is to think about every one of those cities and every one of those stories and what God is going to do, because it's so exciting. I want, to show, I want to show you this. Around the United States, we're going to be going coast to coast, folks. Lacey, Washington, all the way down to Sarasota, Florida. Montrose, New York, all the way down to Huntington Beach, California. Jesus is building his church. I want to point out a few of these, because it's so exciting. Phoenix, Arizona. We're, we're getting behind Arian and Allison Wallwork. They're planting his church in Phoenix. Phoenix is the 12th most unchurched city in America. And yet we're going to be a part of helping them plant his church right in that context where only one in four people are associated with any gospel preaching church. You're going to be a part of that. How cool is that? Then we're going to go back across the country and we're going to help Tyler and Holly still plant Story Church in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This is amazing. So you might not know a lot about Spartanburg. I didn't. 
but I've found out a lot. They've got seven universities in the area, and yet the crime rate is just skyrocketed. And it's in that area of the state that Tyler and Holly are believing for the light of the gospel to fundamentally change the culture. In fact, they're building their launch team. People are already coming to Jesus. How cool is that? They haven't officially started yet, and God's already saving people. Then you go up to Pittsburgh. I heard some love for Pittsburgh in the house. Come on. Ben and Kelly Brownlee are going into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to plant Story Collective Church. How cool is that? And they said, you know what? Our passion, reach young professionals, reach the business community, because we believe God's heart is for them in this city, and we believe that through reaching them, the city will change. How powerful is that? And then you go to Boise, Idaho. So this is Landon and Brooke Hargrove. Boise is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States. In fact, all of these tech companies are moving all of their employees to Boise. It's super trendy, super cool, but Landon and Brooke aren't going there because it's trendy. They're going there because the mission field is ripe for the harvest. They're going there because they know there are young people moving in that community and young families who desperately, desperately need the hope of the gospel. And so we're getting behind them to say, we believe that we can be missionaries of supply in Boise. How cool is that? And yet, as you think about this, you know, we're not only passionate, as I said before, about reaching Judea and Samaria. In other words, reaching across the United States. We also believe that God's heart is to reach our area, our Jerusalem. And that our area is in desperate, desperate need of the hope of the gospel. That this area is hurting and there's brokenness all around us. And yet God wants to reach into that brokenness in a way that we never have before to see lives changed. When you think about Southwest Missouri, I think it's helpful for you to know this. In 2022, access to illegal drugs in Southwest Missouri hit an all-time high. Very sad, heartbreaking. We see the devastation around the area caused by meth and other, you know, other substances that have flooded our communities and are wreaking havoc on families. Jesus is able to set people free, right? He's able to set people free. The poverty rate in Springfield alone is 64.8% higher than the U.S. average. That is not a typo. 65% higher than the U.S. average. You know what? There is, that, that's, not, that's not normal. When we're talking about 65% higher than the U.S. average, if it's not natural, it's supernatural. It's demonic. We believe God's heart is to love people, care for people, that their needs are met in Jesus' name, and that he is able to rescue them, even out of the most dire situations. I want you to see this, though. Every five and a half days, someone dies of suicide. It is the lead, seventh leading cause of death across Southwest Missouri. That's heartbreaking. There is an epidemic of hopelessness across our area, but we have the answer. We have the answer. Across all the campuses, we have the answer. Watching online, we have the answer. So I'm so excited because I told you we're going to do something we have never done before. Launching in May 2023, we're starting Saturday Serve. One Saturday each month, we'll be out in our community in Springfield and in Joplin, serving together, shining the light of Christ, being the hands and feet of Jesus. The church out in force. Come on, it's going to be powerful. 
And if you're wondering a little bit like, okay, so what practically, what does that mean? Well, our desire is that any need we're looking at in the community, not only would we show up personally and volunteer and serve like James River is so good at, but we want to also supply material and resource to the need that we're meeting. So our estimate is that each Saturday serve in materials and hard cost supplies will cost fifteen to twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand dollars. But we're also going to be sending hundreds of volunteers to be on the ground showing people and telling people about the love of Jesus. And so our heart is to say, we're going to send volunteers out. So when we leave a setting in our, one of our communities, we're going to leave them $50,000 to the good. $25,000 in free labor. James River showing up saying, Jesus loves you and so do we. And $25,000 to meet the need that we're addressing. That's powerful. It's going to be amazing to see what God does through that. Some of you would say, you know what, right now, that, God's speaking to my heart about that. And you would say, I'll take one month off the calendar right now. Give me August. And you would say, I, I feel like God's speaking to my heart, and I'm supposed to make a $25,000 missions faith promise to fund one, of, one month of Saturday serve. That would be powerful. God's going to use that. He's going to use this to change Joplin, to change Springfield, to change our area for Jesus. But we also know that fundamental to seeing revival sweep our area is the next generation. How many of you know, if you want to see the future change, you got to get a hold of the teenagers. And so we're believing that as part of our strategic mission strategy, we're going to build out the James River Youth venue here at the South Campus so that we can be more effective than we've ever been before at speaking the gospel, sharing the gospel, and getting to teenagers where they live. Okay, it's going to be powerful because we believe that God has called this church to reach the next generation. God is, it's part of the mission's mandate. It's part of the heart of God that we'd, we'd, we'd reach into multi, every demographic, every generational group. And so we're, we're excited because God is going to work through us as we give toward missions, as we make, make missions, faith promises to change the next generation for the glory of God. It's going to be amazing. But all of these things that we're talking about, whether it's across Southwest Missouri, or it's across the state, or it's across the nation, or around the world, they're exciting, and yet God is putting them before us to call us to trust him and step out in faith, which is itself exciting. Because here's the thing, it may be that you feel like even in this moment, God is speaking to your heart. God is talking to you about what he wants you to do. And you're saying, but David, I don't have that. I get it. Honestly, that's a good place to be. Because when you say, David, I don't have that, or I, I, I've got a number in my heart, but I don't, ever, I don't know how that could ever come to pass. Now you're in the zone of what only God can do. That's good news. Because God wants to partner with you, and he wants you to partner with him to do the impossible through you. I don't know if you've, you've taken this step before. Some of you, you've given to missions before, and you sense God calling you to do more than you've ever done before. There are others, and you've never done anything like this, and yet God has uniquely and specifically positioned you in this service to hear about opportunities for you to be a missionary of supply to change a community, to change a nation, to change a country. It's so exciting to think about all that God is going to do through us. And as you think about these church plants, 
Each one of these church plants is going to cost at least $15,000 across the United States to get those off the ground. And it could be that you're saying, you know what, as I think about that, I actually went to college in Boise, or my family is from Lufkin, Texas, and I would love to say, I actually talked to somebody a couple weeks ago, and one of the church plants we funded last year, they said, you know what, when we saw that name on the, on the map, we couldn't believe it, and we wanted to get behind it, and we were able to give them an update on what God is doing in that space. It could be that you say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take that name off the, off the map, because I believe that God wants to use me to fund that plant. Or it could be that both you and your spouse are from different parts of the country, and you'd say, you know what, for 30000 we can be a part of planting this church and that church, and if you can, you should. God will use it. God will bless it. God will honor it. It could be that your life group joins together and says, you know what, together we're going to fund one of those Saturday serves. We're going to give, or we're going to fund two, two months of Saturday serve and give $50,000 to say, hey, we've got August and July. You know what? We're, we're believing that God's going to change our community, but whatever God is speaking to your heart, know this, it will take faith. It'll take faith for you to step out and say, God, I'm believing you to do what I've never done before to go before me, to help me, to bless me. The question is this, though. Are you building what Jesus is building? Are you building what Jesus is building? It's the question that Becky and I have to ask ourselves, everybody around here, everybody across the church, every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Am I building what Jesus is building? Is my heart linked up with Jesus' heart? Because that's where the supernatural happens. If you want to see the supernatural happen in your life, just find out what God is doing and be a part of it. And God is advancing the gospel around the world. We live in a moment that is unprecedented in history. Jesus said this gospel will be preached in the whole world and then the end will come. Right now, Bible translators say that within the decade, the gospel, a portion of the gospel, will be in every language on the planet. We don't know when Jesus is coming, but he's coming soon. There's an urgency here. There's an urgency to reach into Mongolia. There's an urgency to reach into Montrose, New York. There's an urgency to reach into southwest Missouri. And God wants to speak to your heart to be a missionary of supply. I can't, Becky and I can't be on the ground in Huntington Beach, California, as much as we'd like to be. We can't be in Lacey, Washington. We can't be in Thailand, but we can go there as missionaries of supply. We can say, God, our heartbeat is yours. We want everything that we have is yours. And so God, mobilize us. God, work through us. Channel your infinite resource through us. We're available. We want to be a conduit through which you bring the gospel to people who have never heard the name of Jesus. Today is about believing God to do more through you than you could possibly do on your own, saying yes to what he speaks to your heart. You know what? Parents, I think this is a big day for you. I know it's a big day for Becky and I. Because the reality is this, your kids are watching you. And what we do is leaving a legacy 
for our children. Owen and I were in the truck this morning driving to church, and we were talking about Mission's Faith Promise, talking about his desire as a 13-year-old boy to do more than he's ever done before. That's so cool. And you know what? That same thing can happen in your kids' hearts. But it takes intentionality to say, God, I want to leave a legacy. That's true for grandparents, too. That the way that you step out in faith, the way that you say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. It impacts the next generation. That's why I'm so thankful for my parents. My dad has always said he doesn't want what he's done in the past to be the yardstick for the rest of his life. He wants to keep, keep believing God to do more. And so I love watching them because they continually step out to do what they haven't done before. And God continues to bless them as a result. And I want my kids to live on the forefront of God's blessing. I want to do more than what seems possible. How do you do more than what's possible? You can't. But God can through you. God can through you. That's what today is about. It's about more happening than could possibly happen on your own. Here's the thing. As we talk about faith promises, and I want you to grab this. When it says, my faith promise there, this is not a pledge. A pledge is you saying, okay, when I think about my savings account, my investments, I can kind of see a way to make this happen. Not a pledge. This is not your tithe. The tithe belongs to the Lord for the building of God's house. This is you saying, God, I'm trusting you to do what I could never do on my own, to be a missionary of supply, to be a conduit of your infinite provision, to see the gospel go around the world. Faith promise giving is about believing God. It's about listening to the voice of God and then stepping out in faith. This is why I love the story of Randy and Lisa. They sent this in actually just in the last week. And they wrote this. In 2022, we felt that we needed to step out in faith and increase our missions faith promise more than we'd ever done before. On Mission Sunday, we wrote a bigger number than the previous year, but we felt unsure that it was what the Lord was telling us. So they wanted to go bigger, but they didn't know what that bigger was. So they wrote out a number. She said, as we were sitting in the service, we felt that God was speaking to us to stretch our faith even more. And the number he put on our hearts was $100,000. We knew the good Lord would have to help us make that happen. And again, he did. We completed our pledge. But not only that, he also increased our business income, blessing us with new clientele, leading to an increase of 48%, which is more than we could have ever predicted. We are learning that when we have faith, every time we run into a situation that causes us to doubt or concern, the Lord is there. He has rescued us. He has prospered us more than we could ask or imagine. And we are so, so amazed and incredibly grateful for all that he has done. Come on. What a powerful story. When Lisa submitted her story, she actually called back and said, you know what? I need you to make something clear to people. We didn't do it. God did. And the same is true for every one of us. It's not about what you can do. It's about what only he can do through you. It's moments like this that teach us to hear the voice of God. So you've got that card in your hand, and I want you to grab the pen. It's by your seat, and we're going to pray. Before you fill it out, I want to pray over you because God is speaking to hearts. He's speaking to Becky and I's heart. We, we this morning had a little family meeting talking about what I sensed, what she sensed. And right now, God is speaking to couples in this room. God is speaking to singles in this room. Across the campuses, online, he's talking to you. 
wherever you're watching from. So right now, you've got the card, you've got your pen, but before we fill it out, we're going to pray. Father, thank you for every person who is part of this service. Thank you, God, that you're speaking across the church. Thank you for the amazing things you have done through this church family, and thank you for the opportunities that are in front of us. God, I pray that right now faith would rise in our heart to do more than we've ever done before and to believe you to do bigger miracles than we've ever seen you do before. Lord God, we commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. So right now, we're going to take a moment. We're going to fill out the card. And just, you need a couple of things. As you fill this out, and the hosts are going to come forward here in just a moment. But we need everybody to fill one of these out. This is an all-church deal. So everybody grab that card and begin to fill it out. But as you fill it out, a couple of things. One, you can choose to give, say, I believe God's called me to give this weekly or monthly or if you want to think of it annually, however that makes sense to you, whatever God's speaking to your heart. But then you're going to write your name down. And here's what I'm encouraging you to do. I'm asking you to do this, that you write your name legibly. This is not a great time for your best impersonation of a doctor's signature. We love our doctors. This is not a great time to write Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny or Spider-Man. If you do that, we won't count it. Why? Because missionaries are, it's too important. We won't count unsigned cards. So if you don't sign it, we won't count it. Why? Because we don't count ghosts. Like we're just, you got to say, I'm in. I believe God's speaking. I'm a real person. God's speaking to my heart. So you'd fill your name out. You'd fill the amount out, which I'm doing right now. And then you'd write your address. And then you can check a box to say, hey, I'm changing my address. Or I'd like information about missions trips. But here's what I will tell you. The easiest way to fulfill a missions faith promise, no matter how big it is, is to get seed in the ground. So today would be a great day. This is what Becky and I did. We gave a significant offering today because we've got a significant missions faith promise. And here's the thing. If you want to harvest, you got to put seed in the ground. You don't get a harvest before you plant seed. You get a harvest after you plant seed. So that's what we did. So you're saying, God, here's what I want to do. I want to trust you. I want to look to you. So you're finishing filling out your address, maybe your email, your phone number. But I want you to know this. You're not going to get this back from us because we're not going to keep it. We're going to shred all of these. Even if you're watching online, we're not going to keep record of what you committed. Why? Because this is between you and God. So we're not going to email you. We're not going to send you a letter in the mail. We're not going to call you. But we need to know what God is speaking to your heart so we know what we can say yes to. And I believe that as you've written these numbers down, some of you are still finishing right now, or you scratched it out and you're writing something new because you feel God tugging at your heart. But I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you. I'm going to ask the host to come forward. And then we're going to worship the Lord, believing that God is already at work to bring what he's put in your heart into being. Father, thank you for your people. Would you do this? Would you just hold that card up at every campus? Hold it up high. Come on, you've written on it. Let's hold it up before the Lord because it's his, right? It's his. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you, God, that every one of these cards represents people hearing the gospel. Lives forever changed. God, I pray that you would bless your people as we've stepped out in faith. God, bless them. For every person who's made a missions faith promise, God, I pray that as they put seed in the ground, you'd return it back to them a hundredfold. God, and we would see, Lord, what you're doing 
is impacting all eternity through us, through your people. We thank you for it.